0: Good morning, everyone. What is going on? Happy Monday, July 24th, year of our Lord, 2000. Why am I? 23. Yes. Just making sure you guys knew what day it was. Uh, Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to another fantastic week. It's going to be a good week, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what the communists say. It's going to be a good week. I don't care what the doomers say. Not up in here, ladies and gentlemen. Not up in here gonna be a busy week for me behind the scenes uh please keep me in prayer all week there's a lot of moving parts ladies and gentlemen lots of moving parts we are ramping things up i was just talking to my sister in christ nicole uh it's gonna be um a very interesting strenuous next couple weeks a lot going on behind the scenes gonna need all your support um as you guys already have been giving it so thank you for that um, but yeah, we'll, we'll 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 jump into that at a later time. For now, we've got just a, a few announcements, and that is going to be make sure uh, that you guys are signing up for my newsletter first and foremost. Uh, so if you guys go to my website, informwithanthony.com, there is a section at the bottom where you can sign up for my newsletter. I am being heavily censored right now on Meta. To be expected, to be expected. If you've been following me for. At least five, six years or so. Some of you actually have um, every single time as we're getting close to an election, like about a year before the election. Right. So come November this year, they're going to start throttling us. We're going to be putting out interviews. We're going to be putting out policies. We're going to be putting out candidates. uh, We're going to be having uh, uh, great things in store for you guys. And so it's going to be throttling season, as I like to call it. So it's just going to be one of those things where we need to make sure that uh, I'm able to reach out to you. So if you guys can, you guys can even pause the stream right now, if you wish, um, for 10, 20 seconds, whatever. Uh, Go sign up for my newsletter. It is imperative. It's the only way I can reach out to you guys. Should anything happen on Meta or if you follow me here, I'll make the announcement here on YouTube unless they ban me here also. Uh, But also over on Twitter, which is now called X. We'll talk about that later on today in today's stream. Uh, but also, if you're at informwithanthony.com, I mean, if you guys want to grab some merch, some sweet, sweet merch, I mean, that that's really up to you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, so this is uh, what that would look like here for you guys. If you guys visit my website, informwithanthony.com, uh, we've got the merch right here, 10% off with promo code FREEDOM. And then here's the where I was talking to you guys about subscribe to our email, sign up to get notified on new updates. Just enter in your email. Uh, this doesn't go to anyone except our team. No one else has access. We're not sending it to the FBI. You don't have to worry about it. We're not sending it off to China. None of those things. Um, so, so yeah, let me see here. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. Let's see here. I do have a guest for you guys here today. Saw you in there. You can just join and I'll bring you in shortly. I have a guest here for you guys today. Um, His name is AJ uh, Hurley. He is a pro-life activist, um, and he will be discussing the breakdown of the thousands of Christians that will be rallying this week on on Saturday, specifically here in Los Angeles, to fight against this uh, uh, all-trimester abortion center that's going to be opening up in the fall. Uh, So that is why I themed it. today's segment with uh, thousands of Christians uh, to do that. And so we'll make sure that uh, we get you all the information. Um, He was here for just a split second and then he, he, he went off, but I just texted him to make sure that he's still kind of like in the waiting room for you guys. I just want to make sure I got the announcements out of the way for you guys. Um, And uh, what, what other announcements do I have? I think that's it uh, other than the Saturday, but we're going to dive into that uh, with Uh, AJ here shortly. Okay. AJ, I can see you. Uh, I'm going to bring you into the stream here shortly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to announce the guests until we had them locked in. So I just want to make sure that we we do. So this is going to be a very important conversation. We're going to do about a 30-minute interview with AJ Hurley here shortly to talk about his pro-life activism, to talk about what's going to be happening this Saturday in Los Angeles, why you need to get involved regardless of whether you're in Los Angeles or elsewhere. And I just want to make sure that you know uh, we have all the details leading up on Wednesday evening also. This is why it's really important for you guys. Notifications are on. If you're here on YouTube, make sure you like right now, make sure you subscribe, make sure you turn those notifications on as well, because um, we are going to be announcing a new show that's going to be starting Wednesdays at 6 p.m. It's going to start this Wednesday. We're going to start doing rotating guests. So my plan for this show is to go live in the evenings. You guys can ask questions. We're going to be bringing in candidates. We're going to be bringing in activists. We're going to bring in uh, influencers, people to just talk about, you know, road to 2024. Where are we today? Having this sit down. My plan is to be able to fly people in. We're going to set a budget together. Uh, This budget will be announced on all social medias uh, because it's going to be up to you, the people, uh, to be able to fund this. So, again, that's why it's imperative that you guys are able to support my work with at least $5 a month over at patreon.com forward slash inform with Anthony. We've got many great things coming up going into 2024. We're not just going to be streaming on YouTube. We're going to be streaming on Rumble, and we're going to be streaming on Facebook. We're also going to be streaming on Twitter. Moving forward. So this show will be live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific time, and we're going to be bringing in guests, candidates, anyone you guys want to hear from. These conversations are important. It's important to, to, to put out the truth. And so, you know. It it only happens with your support. We have no corporate sponsors. We have no big money. It's all $5, $5 donations a month, $10 donations a month. So if you could please head on over to patreon.com forward, forward slash Inform with Anthony. We're going to be creating more content, more conversations. And then we're also going to start doing a lot more behind the scenes. Members only uh, exclusive content for you guys. So be in tune for that. A lot's going to be happening. All the way through August. I'm hoping by September everything is said and done. We have the funding for editors. Uh, if you are interested in working with us, if you are into writing, if you are a journalist, if you write articles, if you are an editor, reach out to us. You can DM me, message me like, hey, I'm in Los Angeles. I want to I, I I share your vision. I want to help however I can, you know, and uh I'd love to have you guys with me. All right. So uh with that, um, I believe that is everything again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite Mr. AJ here at your stream. All right. I believe we have him. AJ, can you hear me?
1: Yes, sir. Can you see me?
0: Okay. We can see you just fine and we can hear you just fine. Awesome, brother.
1: man. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. So we are actually out in front of the DuPont clinic right now. Okay. Uh, me and uh, and my, br- my brother, Tim here. And uh, so, so, the, this is the, the clinic where um, California's first late term abortion clinic is set to open in the fall. And okay. so um, Prop 1, as many uh, of you know, Californians know, Prop 1 really opened up a new landscape for California in terms of abortion rights, Prop 1. One made a constitutional amendment for the state of California enshrining abortion rights in the state. Now you can kill a baby legally here in the womb up to the day of birth. So that allowed this place behind me here, DuPont, to open up that advertises abortions up to 31 weeks, six days gestation. Yep. So um, this is for any reason whatsoever. In fact, uh, on their website, they they hail the fact that uh, that, you know, uh, you can you can kill your baby for any any reason you deem necessary. And you don't even have to provide a reason. And that, you know, late term abortions on their own words are, are a beautiful thing. Yep. Uh,
0: so, so. So, Seth, I, I actually have it pulled up here. Uh, I'm sorry, AJ, I have it yeah. pulled up here um on their website i don't know if you can see it on your screen but we're actually at the dupont clinic website and here as you guys can clearly see it says about us and it goes into our services it says first trimester first trimester in clinic abortion abortion from 15 to 26 weeks and abortion from 26 to 31 weeks and six days Yes. That is absolutely insane. And you're absolutely right that this all has to do with AB1. Just real quickly, I also have an article here from October 31st. And, and AJ, you can speak to this. It says, would Proposition 1 allow abortions after fetal viability? Legal experts say no. So here they are gaslighting Californians telling us legal experts are waning and saying this would never happen in California but as you just stated, and as you yep. can see here on their website, abortion from 26 to 31 weeks and six days. So yep. they lied to the American people. They lied to Californians. And so, uh, AJ, why don't you tell us about you know? W- so you're you're at the clinic. What, what's what's going to be happening this week? What, what is the plan? Well, and real here? quick,
1: Anthony, on that, you know, the, the the fact is that they've been doing this. This isn't the only state. Like I Correct. was, I I had. For, I spent two weeks trying to knock on doors in, in Michigan for this very reason. They had Prop 3, which did the same thing. And by the way, each of these amendments to their state constitutions, they don't define the right to abortion as a, a right to adults. They literally say any individual. And so what has happened and is happening now is that it's absolutely stripped away the rights of parents. Um, and a parental consent, parental guidance. So, um, if your 13-year-old daughter gets pregnant, she does not have to tell you she's pregnant, and she can literally have an abortion during school hours, and you could be none the wiser um, because the state cannot discriminate against that uh, right enshrined in the state constitution for any other for any reason, including age discrimination. So that's that's what we're at here. That's where we're at in this in state of California. So it's incumbent upon us as uh, as the, the community, the Church of Jesus, to um, to really just push back and stop this.
0: Yeah, AJ, I'm looking right at the DuPont uh, Center. So it looks like they already have, the information that I have here is for the D.C. location. Are they located anywhere else outside of D.C. right now? So f- from my
1: understanding they have like three or four
0: all right, I think we're having a bit of connection issues. Just, just wait. Let's just wait a second. See if outside
1: can... of D- DC, um, and is now opened up in California. But this is really, um, I think part of the reason for that is they they have a specific niche. They, they market their abortions to um, to rich people. This is a they they call this a, an abortion spa. Right. Abortions here, late term abortions here, cost uh, upwards of ten thousand dollars. Um, so they, you know, they have abortion doulas that can walk you through, and clients joking about how, how these abortion doulas are really helping them laugh through the process, and you know, talk them through it while they, they boast of high-speed Wi-Fi and, and uh, you know, cable uh, internet. And after at this, it's just the phone.
0: Yeah, AJ, so I'm actually pulled up at the website here and one of the frequently asked questions that it shows is, I am under 18 years old. Do I need to bring a parent with me? And it says, no, Washington DC or wherever these clinics are does not have parental involvement laws. So minors don't need to bring a parent or guardian. We do require all patients receiving sedation to bring an escort, but this person does not have to be a parent or guardian so yeah. just just showing the audience here and i'm highlighting it here for you guys this is the dupontclinic.com so you don't see that i'm trying to misdirect you here this is their very own website and they and they are essentially saying no matter what age you are because it it just says minor they don't say from 13 and up it just it doesn't matter so long as you're welcome, minor you welcome welcome to need-
1: the dystopian nightmare that is uh that is abortion extremism and, and really, it's what's happened. Uh, obviously, Roe v. Wade was uh, the blessing that Roe v. Wade was overturned. But to be honest, Anthony, it's it's also a curse in some regard now because what the, what the Supreme Court did was say that the decision to regulate abortion has been t- returned back to the people and its elected representatives. Right. And what that really means is uh, the decision as to who lives and who dies to be made at this point now up to the mere fiat decision of the American voter, um, and so I, I think it's, it's incumbent upon us to really call upon our state and federal representatives to just say, look, uh, the Fourteenth Amendment is a is a, president, or is a an amendment that says no person should be deprived of life or liberty without due process of law, and so uh, there's uh, there's definitely a federal law protecting.
0: Right. AJ, if I could just have you just speak directly into the mic, if you don't mind, just uh, moving forward. Uh, but just to make sure we, we catch everything you're saying. So so uh, I know that this Saturday there is a protest at that very location that you are. Can you tell us a little bit about that protest, how it came to be, who's involved, and, and what sure. we're hoping to and achieve I think
1: there? That's, that's probably a good segue for me to introduce uh, one of my best friends. Uh, tim Clements, who's been working with survivors for on this project specifically since the start okay. and so Tim tim's really been, been the, the long behind the, long, the, long, the long operation here and putting a lot of pressure on the city of Beverly uh, yeah. yeah hey hey anthony how you doing
0: hey how you doing thanks Good. so much for being
1: here thanks for having us uh yeah my name is tim clement i'm the outreach director of survivors of the abortion holocaust and- Last six months, we've uh, been actually starting our campaign, and uh, we put our our boots on the ground on the 13th of this month, and we've been out here for the last almost couple of weeks, and uh, we're we're campaigning all month long, and we we posted it, we've announced it to uh, city council, uh, we've gone to the city council meetings, and uh, we've at, we requested a, uh, we've requested meetings with the mayor himself. Uh, we 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 see that they might be faltering, that they they. We live, this is a Jewish community. We've, we've uh, seen that. About. A lot of people are in agreement right now. Right now, we've some so many people that are in disagreement. And they're saying that a person is not murder. And they're like, my body, my choice stuff. But, uh, but, but in all, actually, we've been here for the last two weeks and just been pushing back and just stuff. And are trying to get the, the community at large aware of what's being worth into their backyard on the sixth floor of this building on a real street.
0: Yeah. So, what, what are the protesters there saying? What 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 are they just I'm coming up to you guys and just? Can you kind of show us like the the protesters? Sure. If, if you, yeah. you know? so
1: well, they, they just drove by, but okay. Um, you know, so I'll give you a, I'll give you a little sneak peek here. I don't know if I can turn this camera around or what, but this is mainly uh, us. We are here. Just walk with me. This is uh, what we're really trying to, to do out here is raise awareness in the community. Um, right. Just to, to let people know what's going on, and, and it's it's hard, very hard to defend third trimester abortions. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if you know my story, but um, I was one of the activists that uncovered uh, a, a box of third trimester aborted babies in D.C. Wow. outside of one of these clinics. And so, um, you know, if, if you didn't if you didn't know and see it, you you would think it's it would be a conspiracy theory, uh, but you know, I, I mean, I I can testify firsthand, uh, holding the, the the bodies of these babies. babies uh, that third trimester of abortion is is alive and well in America, and uh, it is just the most sick and horrible thing. So um, yeah, it's it's hard to defend, and we're out here basically just telling people the reality uh, that Dupont uh, is, is advertising on their own very own website. Yeah.
0: So, so what is what? What do you think is the purpose of these late trimester abortions? How how did we go from Democrats safe, legal, and rare to now, you know, thirty one weeks and six days? What what is the point of all this? Is this just like a big pharma like power grab? Is it you know? Uh, there's a statistic that shows that most abortion clinics and Planned Parenthoods are located in minority you know, uh, uh, communities, uh, black, brown. So, uh, you would, you would think that as progressives, they would kind of, or, or, or Democrats, they would stand against the abortion, the killing of brown, black and brown communities, but it almost kind of seems the reverse. So here you guys are fighting for the life of these babies and we're going to be standing in solidarity with you all on Saturday. But why is this happening? How is this allowed?
1: I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the reasons why this is happening is because, um, you know, I, I got we got a call. I mean, we were just shocked. We got a call last week uh, with a a, um, a woman, a surrogate, who was uh, she was about 30 weeks gestation, and she called us because the the medical scan showed that the baby had club feet, and the and the people who hired this surrogate were trying to force her to abort a 30 year old 30 year old child. Because they found out that the child had clubbed mm. feet. And, you know, we've so dehumanized what's in the womb. And we've the children into a commodity. So, I mean, that's one reason why, you know, and you have a, you have a problem with your, your spouse, and you your, and you, have, you have a really hard divorce, and you find something, something, and you to station. these are all reasons why they turn that station down. And, uh, and just to give A.J. a springboard off of something he was involved in and I'm involved in when he was with Survivors, is uh, uh, the Jennifer Russo, if you know who she is, she was actually the head of uh, Planned Parenthood in 2016 at, at right. Orange in Orange and San Bernardino, and, and it was the that we built on camera, got her talking about doing uh, late-term abortions and not using Bijoxin and actually parting out uh, baby parts. Baby. Harvesting wow. baby organs, and so yeah. even Matt Reeves, the other one that's in, he's the chief. I think I, think I read this morning that he was that executive chief on, um, uh, on the on the uh, state um, permits and stuff. But he was actually directly involved with UCSF, which we've campaigned against, and Pittsburgh University, which they are actually harvesting baby organs. Yeah, and so there's a there's a huge. That's the other side of this, just from from a standpoint. Financial incentives, there are um, the NIH and then NAAID office allocates upwards of 70 to 100 million dollars a year towards federal research projects that are calling for late term uh, livers and vinouses. And you think that this is some kind of crazy uh, dystopian fairy tale, but, but I mean, these research contracts are spelled out on the very uh, NIH website, you can go and just type in under federal funding, you can type in uh, fetal, fetal, um, fetal organs or fetal uh, tissue and see how much of your taxpayer dollars are going towards fetal organ harvesting uh, for these, these uh, humanized mice trials uh, with, with uh, UC and federal research uh, Right.
0: So, so can you just tell us about Saturday? Can you tell us wh- where sure. should people be meeting? Is there a website that people can sign up for? Um, and if you could just speak just a little bit louder, we're just having a little bit trouble being able to hear you. But if you speak okay. maybe directly no to the phone, it should be it should be fine. No
1: problem. Okay, yeah. this uh this Saturday you can actually go to uh, uh, survivors dot and you can look up uh, uh what what's going on in Beverly Hills itself with this project. But We're also having a, an event this Saturday. Yes, there it is, the 29th uh, at 5 p.m. We have a lot of organizations, a lot of pastors, a lot of people are coming out. AJ will be there, Seth Gruber will be there to be our keynote speaker to uh, speak against this and to engage the culture to actually address this tension and, and uh, address uh, this horrific uh, abortion. Mode this uh, murder mill that's going on in our backyard. We do not want this Holocaust uh, to get any more wicked. than me. something wicked this way comes, and it is coming from D.C. into California, and trying to root themselves in California, and trying to raise awareness and get the church to rise up with us, not only just the, the legal system and those who are in office, but also the we need the church. We need the church out here, we need pastors out here to start speaking to their congregation that this wickedness does not need to go into our into our, into our state. Yeah, and, and for me, just real quick on this, so like my, my whole my whole goal here is to get the people of God, the pastors, the people who are really in charge, the shepherds that should be keeping watch of their community. We believe the way to fight this is a spirit this is a spiritual battle. It's not just a political battle. And we believe that you know that worship is spiritual warfare. And so the goal is is we're gonna get every Christian that we can Possible in LA, Southern California, out here to send a clear message to Beverly Hills and the people in power that our babies are not for sale, our babies are not commodities to be dismembered and parted out as prop, as literally um, just pieces of trash and pieces of lab experiments for your Nazi-like propaganda. And so we, we're just out here to, to testify and, and stand on behalf of these pre-born babies. We're gonna, we're gonna worship, we're gonna sing worship songs, we're gonna invite God out here in the street corner. And uh, we're all gonna gather, hopefully we're gonna shut, shut off here. We can get by we'll get this entire street shut down. And, uh, and we'll be out here with prayer, pastors, uh, worship, and, um, and pro-life speakers.
0: All right, AJ, I'm sharing the website with everyone. I will continue to share everything for this upcoming Saturday. I wanted to say thank you to you and to, to everyone uh, there, uh, You know, including your partner, and just say thank you so much for putting this together. Thank you for coming on. We'll be sharing this throughout the week, and then we will see you Saturday, God willing.
1: Oh, awesome, man. Eighty nine twenty. Wilshire Boulevard on Saturday, July 29th at 5 p.m.
0: Yep. I got the flyer and I will be sharing it on my socials, brother. Thank you guys so much for everything you're doing. All right. God bless you. All right. Bye. All right. Um, I apologize for the little bit of heart of, uh, of the audio. I was actually able to pick up everything, but that's because obviously I'm in a closed space earphones on and stuff like that. But there's a website for you guys, survivors.la. And then that's what that looks like here uh, for you guys. And so I will go ahead and put this um, and then all the information is there. I've also already posted this on my socials. It is going to be this. uh, And then they also have like contact Beverly Hills City uh, Council, which uh, I don't know if you guys saw. But um, so so there's two calls to action, uh, it looks like. Uh, So call to action, July 18th and 25th. And then uh, so this is a city council meetings and then August 1st and 15th. Um, And so uh, at 2.30 p.m. and 7 p.m., uh, 455 North Rexford, Dr. Beverly uh, Drive, uh, Beverly Hills, California 210 in person. And then they have a phone number and they also have a by mail. Oh, let me share this with you guys. I just realized I don't have the right uh, one uh, pulled up here. But this is a flyer there. And of course, you can follow them over uh on on socials make sure that you guys do especially if you're local uh to los angeles um but uh i, I was a little bit surprised that he said that this is like a majority jewish community um i, I know that i've se- seen some reports in that at least the orthodox jewish community does not believe in abortion but they're kind of i guess like christians you know what i mean like where you have like the orthodox and the catholics that don't believe in it at all and then you got forms of protestantism not me specifically i'm I, i'm a pro-life absolutist Uh, But there are some denominations, I guess, of Protestantism that are for it. And then there's even like actually now I've I've actually seen like Catholics for abortion. Uh, So there are some Catholics out there that I guess are pretty progressive and are also okay with it. But me me personally, like I'm just going to go out and say it, I, I, I believe that if you are uh, not one hundred percent pro-life that you are not Christian personally. I know there are some people that that have done it. I understand there's some people that have repented that turned away from it. you know, it, again, this is not about bashing any one person in particular. It's about informing people about the truth and the harms of um of what's really going on. you know, but I just wanted to read this out for you guys. So again, I wanted to read this through. And it says, would Proposition 1 allow abortions after fetal viability? Legal experts say no. This is, again, the way these people lie to you. This is why it's important to to tune in to independent news. It's important to support your your independent journalists because we called this a long time ago. I made a video uh, connecting with Catholics uh, and the the Catholic pages. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys' support. Uh, They shared this far and wide, uh, this video that I made. And um, I ended up getting uh, demonetized on Meta for it, and I ended up being called a liar by the fact checkers, stating that uh, the the legal terminology, the legal writing on Proposition One would allow for late term abortion. And Cal Matters and all these California and L.A. times, they all came after us. I was even threatened with lawsuits by the 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 the, the people that authored the bill. And and their legal team, they came after me and they're like, Anthony, you know, my name is such and such. I work for this campaign. You're lying to your people and, and you need to take this down or we're going to come after you with legal representation. And I said, bro, come at me. Come at me, bro. Like I I, I really didn't like that stuff doesn't phase me, man. You know what I mean? Like you can threaten with me, threaten me with jail and lawsuits, all that stuff. I'm not going to stop speaking truth because you think that I'm going to be afraid to speak the truth. And fast forward to today, not even a year later, and guess what's opening up right here in Los Angeles? Oh, an all trimester abortion clinic. Oh, I guess I was right. Huh. Interesting. Threatened me with lawsuits. Threatened to come after me. Threatened to shut down my websites. Threatened to come after my family sanctity. Threatened to come after my work. And my, my integrity and, 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 and sure, Meta can censor me, whatever the case might be. That doesn't matter to me. I will just repost it, which I did. I ended up reposting it like three or four times. It was pretty funny. They just kept knocking it down and saying like, oh, you're going to be demonetized longer. And I'm like, I don't care. People need to know about Proposition 1 and what it's essentially going to allow. So it says here in summary, opponents of Proposition 1 argue that it would expand California abortion law to allow late-term procedures for any reason. But the measure supporters and legal experts dispute that interpretation because, again, as always, it's all about interpretation. I guess in some weird way, my interpretations always turn out to be true. Hmm. Very interesting. Proposition one, the November and this was last year the the proposition proposition one, the November 8 ballot measure that would create an explicit protection for, quote, reproductive freedom in the California Constitution is not written to expand abortion access into the final months of pregnancy. I'm going to have to pause this real quick.
1: Let's see here.
0: Now, let's see what this says. DuPont Clinic, after 26, uh, what does this say right here? What does this one say? Abortion from 26 to 31 weeks and six days. You can have an abortion via this clinic up until the day before birth. I don't care what kind of legalities or reasoning or explanation or technicalities. I don't care about any of those things. These clinics perform abortions up until the day before birth. That is. A fact. I don't care if you try to say, oh, you know, um, well, Anthony, these are an extremely rare cases where it doesn't matter. I said that this law and I said that these clinics would allow abortion up to the day before birth, and they called me crazy for it. I had Christians unfollow me because they called me a liar, a Bible thumper, a religious fanatic. A religious extremist because live and let live, bro. And here we are, huh? Fast forward to today. Your boy Anthony was right. You gotta put a dollar into the Anthony was right jar. Just saying. So let's read what this actually says. Abortion care after abortion care after 26 weeks per their website. Not my words, just saying. This three-day abortion procedure is called the DuPont induction evacuation. The first day is a preoperative appointment which will involve a brief ultrasound and medications to help ease the process over the next two days. When you return on the second day, your provider will perform a brief pelvic exam to to place the lapin to help your cervix open slowly overnight. When you return on the third day, you will receive IV medications to make you feel very comfortable and relaxed and to control pain. Once you are comfortable and your cervix is dilated, the physician will complete the abortion procedure, which takes about 15 minutes or less. While the procedure itself is short, the dilation process can take anywhere from one hour to several hours, which you will spend in your private room with your partner, family or friends. After the procedure, you will return to recover in the privacy and comfort of your own patient room where your partner, family, or friends can be with you. Typically, the anesthesia medications wear off within two hours, and you may return home or to their hotel. In some cases on medical history, we may be able to perform the procedure in two days, but this is not common. Abortions after 26 weeks are often inaccurately referred to as late-term abortion, Oh, so they're changing the language. Interesting. Which is a corruption of, quote, late trimester abortion. No, you stupid. No, you religious fanatic. It's not late term abortion. It's late trimester abortion. Oh, see, it's you and I that are the stupid sheep. We're not medical experts. And look, isn't that what it all boils down into? You and I don't have the legal expertise. You and I don't have our doctorates. You and I are just not as educated as these people that are redefining health care and gender affirming care and trans care and abortion affirming care, right? You and I are unqualified. We're peasants. We never went to medical school. We don't, we, we're not allowed to talk about this. We're too stupid, you and I. We don't understand any of this. We think we have an idea, but we really don't. That's what the media, that's what these legal experts wish for you to understand. Oh, you're not a doctor? Then you don't understand anything. This isn't late-term abortion. This is what? Late-trimester abortion. Oh, sorry. My pea-sized brain just simply couldn't understand. Forgive me, doctor. I will wear the two masks. I will eat the bugs and I will get quintuple vaccinated as you so request. It says, or it is called late trimester abortion or later abortion. Oh, not now. You can have it later. Wow. Thank you, medical experts. Late term abortion is commonly used in the media, but does not refer to a specific procedure. The first day is a preoperative appointment. You will meet your patient care guide, a specialist in patient support who will help you understand what to expect both during and after your abortion procedure and support you through each step in the process. You will then have as much time as you'd like to meet with a nurse and physician. Both will review the procedure process and answer all of your questions. Next, the physician will do a brief ultrasound and administer medications to help ease the process over the next two days. When you return on the second day, your provider will perform a brief pelvic. Did I read all this already? I feel like this. they're just on the third day, a short induction period is followed by evacuation of the uterus. What's inside that uterus? Hmm. A mystery, huh, folks? Um, And uh, we may be able to perform the procedure in two days, but this is not common. Yeah, they just repeated themselves over and over again. But that's what it is. And don't you dare question it, you bigots, you religious fanatics, you Christo-fascists, you. But let's go back to this. Proposition one. So we read on the website itself that abortion is available up to 31 days and uh, 31 weeks and six days, a day before birth. Right. Isn't it? Am I getting it wrong? Is it 32 weeks or is it 35 weeks? How many weeks? It's about 40 weeks. So I guess I got it wrong. Um, pregnancy usually lasts about 40 weeks from the first day. But it is the argument still stands because it is a late trimester abortion. And here's and here's the argument. The, uh, Cal matters, for example. Right. This is what they had to say at the very beginning. They said it's not true that this would allow late trimester abortion. But it does, though. It is late trimester. Full term is 38 to 40 weeks. But imagine still 31 weeks and six days. This is devastating, man. Like if I remember correctly, my daughter was born at at 30 weeks. No, my my son, Noah, he's a pre- preemie baby. And dude, he's a, he's a healthy baby now, you know, it's, it's devastating. So just strike from it. I admit that I was wrong. It's not a day before birth. It is a day before 32 weeks. Full gestational period is 38 to 40 weeks. Um, but again, the argument is, this is, they promised us, they told us the religious bigots are wrong. This will not allow for late trimester abortion, but it does it does allow for late term abortion or later abortion per the medical experts. Proposition one, the November eight ballot measure that would create an explicit protection for reproductive freedom in the California constitution is not written to expand abortion access into the final months of pregnancy. And despite warnings from opponents, legal experts say that is a highly unlikely outcome. If it passes yet, it's happening. The simple yet sweeping language of the measure Quote, the state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions has been a source of contention, even among some supporters of abortion rights since it was introduced this summer. If Proposition 1 fails, access to abortion in California would not change, but opponents warn in dire terms that if it passes, the measure would override existing restrictions in state law, which limit the procedure after a fetus is considered viable, thereby permitting abortions up until... The moment of birth mm, very interesting holidays huh, and gentlemen and then here we are so again if you guys want to go to that um uh, website it is survivors.la um it, it has their websites on there it has their links um and then they have um the dupont clinic it even has like a link third trimester light late abortion Oh, man, I don't know if I want to play this video. I feel like that's a lot right now without any warning. You know what I mean? Here's what I will say. Maybe send this link over to other people. I'm not going to play the video for you guys because I've seen videos like this, and it's so devastating. It just it, it irks me. It's it, it angers me that this is even allowed. But, again, that resource is here for you guys to use survivors.la. Um, they have the call to action. They have who to contact via phone number, via email, via text message. This is here for you guys again. Um, here it is for you guys, right? Uh, they have everything for you guys. Please make sure that you are sharing not just this podcast, not just uh, this uh, uh, we- uh, you know website. Make sure you sh- or, or YouTube. Make sure you're sharing the link also. Teach people, educate people. It is your duty. If you have people that are still for abortion, send them these links. Have those conversations. It's up to you. You need to be having these conversations. People tell me, man, Anthony, I wish like my uncle, you know, would watch you, or I wish my aunt would watch you, or I wish my sister would pay attention. Have you tried sending them the link? Maybe that's just all it, it will take. Just send them the link, like, hey, listen to this guy talk about this clinic, upcoming clinic that's going to be allowed in Beverly Hills. I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, James, man, you're absolutely right. It's one thing to read it. It's another to see it. Many people will say they know what an abortion is, but they have to see the brutality of it. And it is brutal, man. It really, really is. Nicole says the pictures of the babies are vile and heartbreaking at the same time. I completely agree, man. You know, Um, but just just go on and, you know, share that. Who are the individuals behind this business? And then there gives you Dr. Jennifer Russo, abortionist, Dr. Matthew Reeves, abortionist, Charisma Oza, director of patient services, DuPont Clinic. And then these are some of the images, man, of some of these late term abortions. This is just devastating. You know, it says here on March 25th of 2023 pro-life pro-life activists. In Washington, D.C., obtained a box containing the bodies of 115 children outside of Washington Surgery Center abortion business. Five of the babies in this box were nearly full term and showing injuries that, only, that strongly suggested they were illegally aborted or left to die after being born alive. Here are some of the heartbreaking images of these children. Look, man, you know, it, there, there comes a time where every single Christian, you know, it's like a crossroads in life of what am I finally willing to stand up for? What am I finally willing to do that goes above and beyond my normal daily activities or weekly activities? How can I stop watching Netflix? Maybe I don't need to go to Disneyland every weekend as a Disney adult with no children. I don't know, whatever the case might be. But there comes a time, there is that crossroads in every Christian's life of saying, when is enough enough? Enough. We're talking about mutilating children. We're talking about with, with the trans ideology and the gender and the gender stuff agenda. And now we're talking about literally killing babies inside the womb up to 31 weeks, soon up to the day before birth. I mean, the legal terminology is there to allow it. When is enough enough? When will we finally start pushing back? When when will we as Christians finally start acting selflessly? Start partaking in our community. Start pushing back against these satanic agendas, and I hope that for many of you, I mean, sure, there's only 32 people watching now, but I know that hundreds tune in every single day. Probably a couple, probably a couple thousand, um, because I also stream on different platforms. Um, and then you guys do a pretty good job, especially over at Meta, to to share this. You guys go on Facebook and then you reshare it. But these these conversations need to be had, and it's it's hard. It really is hard to look at these images to look at these videos but it's like nicole said you know you you have to be able to see you know um these images or videos so that you truly know what it's actually like uh to do this but um i I pray that most of you if you're able to make it out this saturday uh that you are there for the rally i will be live streaming for those of you who cannot make it as always your support is always appreciated a like a comment and a share goes a very long way you'd be very surprised uh but we will be out there this saturday in beverly hills protesting this and i will be doing live coverage as i always do and we've got you know we'll we'll, we'll do some interviews and we'll do some some good stuff for you guys um so uh yeah stay tuned for that all right moving on to the next item here for you guys um breaking news this is pretty massive this just came out today hunter hunter biden's former best friend will testify before congress that hunter had dad president of the united states joe biden on the phone multiple times with foreign business partners that's right ladies and gentlemen after president biden famously for years has been saying i had nothing to do with my son's business dealings well now there's a close best friend of hunter biden saying that's actually not true i'm willing to testify under oath knowing well the retributions of the biden family the president himself and i'm willing to go forward and testify this is going to be very interesting it says here in a direct challenge to the biden family narrative hunter biden's former best friend who served as a director of the ukrainian energy company burisma along with him will reportedly say that Hunter Biden put his father on the phone roughly two thousand two thousand two dozen times as Hunter spoke to his foreign business partners of business investors. Joe Biden has repeatedly claimed he did not speak with his son about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. Devon Archer, 48, will testify before the House Oversight Committee. Can I just say it right now? Can I just say it? Devon Archer did not commit suicide. Pray pray for this man. Devon Archer, 48, will testify before the House Oversight Committee and is expected to say the calls happened in his presence. The New York Post reported adding that a close associate of Archer said he is testifying out of his obligation to his, quote, civic duty. God bless this man. The associate stated Archer has, quote, nothing to hide, no revenge to enact, nor anyone to protect other than his family. And he feels he has been handcuffed by the absurdly bogus fraud case into remaining silent in a forum where he was, he has immunity. He can at least start to spook to speak truth. Archer's family has allegedly been targeted with death threats and warnings to quote, keep your mouth shut. Since it was revealed, he would testify quote. We are looking forward very much to hearing from Devon Archer about all the times he has witnessed Joe Biden meeting with Hunter Biden's overseas business partners, when he was vice president including on speakerphone
1: Ooh.
0: House Oversight Committee Chairman Rep J. Uh, Representative James Comer Republican of K- Kentucky said one of the meetings Archer will discuss occurred on December fourth, two 2015 when Archer and Hunter Biden reportedly had dinner with Burisma board in Dubai before they were contacted later at another hotel by senior Burisma executive Fadim Pizarisky, who told the Burisma's owner, Mykola Slochevsky, needed to contact Hunter Biden. Biden reportedly called his father and put him on speaker, then introduced uh, Pozarsky uh, P- and Sholevetsky Shalev- to him, adding they, they, quote, need our support. Prior to the phone call in September 2015, U.S. Ambassador Jeffrey Pyatt had singled out Slovesky in a speech about corruption in Odessa. Ukrainian Prosecutor General Viktor Shokin was investigating Burisma, prompting uh, Posarevsky to pre- pressure Hunter. As emails on Hunter's laptop revealed, one no- on uh, one November 2015 email showed Pozarevsky emailing Hunter, Biden, and Archer, demanding they use their influence to quote close down the investigation targeting charisma all right now to answer a quick question that somebody asked me uh i believe it was nicole that asked me anthony you have told us many times as the president has said multiple times nobody f's with a biden so why is it that it seems people are effing with the bidens and here's what I will say and I will and I have to add this context. I have long predicted and I have long alluded to that I don't believe that it's going to be Hunter uh, I'm sorry President Biden for the 2024 election. Personally, I believe it could be Gavin Newsom. I think he's a front runner and I think Michelle Obama will be tied into the mix. And here's what I've also stated. I believe that President Biden and the DNC knows that they have an uphill battle if it's President Biden versus Donald Trump in the 2024 election, a rematch of sorts. There are things that, quote, happened in the 2020 election that are not happening going into 2024, specifically with mail-in ballots across the entire country. There are not people huddled into their houses. There are not people paying attention to the election. People are out and about. The games are back on. People are distracted, etc. cetera. Etc. Now, I've also said it looks like they're coming after Donald Trump. And actually, let me pull up this video for you guys. This is Vivek Ramaswamy saying that he himself believes that they will arrest. Let me see. Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm. Of course, I can't find it. Anyway, the video was by Jack Posolibek, Jack Poso, um, right-leaning commentator, conservative. He interviewed, actually, let me see. No, I'm not gonna be able to find it. I thought I posted it somewhere else, but no. Vivek Ramaswamy, and he asked Vivek Ramaswamy, "Do you believe that they're going to arrest, like actually incarcerate, put them, put them behind bars?" Donald J. Trump, the former president. They've indicted him now three times and at least two times. And then there's one upcoming either this week or next week per sources, per Donald Trump himself, per legal experts. And now we're looking at a fourth indictment coming out of Georgia. Now, again, what's the context here? I have long said that nobody F with the Biden. He's a kingmaker. Nobody messes with the guy. I agree with that assessment. But like I said, the DNC, the establishment, the powers that be. Donors, whatever it might be, probably don't want Joe Biden running again in 2024. He's too old. There's a lot of legal problems that you know, and, and look at the end of the day, as I've stated always, man can scheme, but in the end, God will win because everything is always revealed. So you can be as establishment as you want. You can have all the powers that might be, that the, the institutions, you can have the media protect you. But at the end of the day, the truth will always come out. And it's a truth that usually condemns people like the Biden family. So my my thing was, I believe that they're going to come after Donald Trump, but they know that they need to sacrifice someone of equal or slightly less value of Donald Trump uh, to keep the right from protesting or rioting. I think these people have way too much um, trust in that the political right wing will do anything. the last the last time the political right mobilized and tried to take back their country they were condemned by the other 98% of people that were sitting at home comfortably doing nothing um so i i don't think that they are right in that people would find would finally take back their country if donald trump were to be put behind bars i think they're putting way too much trust into larpers or libertarians that say come and take it or whatever and really they won't do anything that's just my assessment from everything i've seen and the condemnations of people walking in the capitol (gasps) oh no they walked into the capitol um and i think that the person that they're going to sacrifice is joe biden I I believe that if he were to step down, he's going to be in on it. I think that uh, they've already told them, look, in order for people to have trust in the justice system, in order for people to at least be fooled, at least some people will, to believe that we are acting justly here or equal here, we need to bring up all these charges against your family. And then eventually, which again, remember, the focus has always been on Hunter Biden. It's always Hunter Biden. Nobody cares about Hunter Biden outside the political right wing and maybe some independents. People are voting for Joe Biden, but now they're implicating Joe Biden, according to this person that's about to set to testify. So what I believe is happening, it's not that people are effing with Joe Biden. I believe it's part of a plan. And the plan is to arrest Donald Trump and put him behind bars, but also get rid of Joe Biden for him to step down. He's going to make some kind of announcement and say, guys, I understand that there's a lot of noise around me, around my campaign. In order for me to continue working for the American people, in order for me to, 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 to be the person I am, I, I've given everything I can to the to the federal government. I've served my country long enough. I'm not going to be running in 2024. I am stepping down so I can... Deal with all these family matters to be with my son and my family that need me during these trying times. I could see that happening and enter Gavin Newsom, who's second in line as of now. He's all over the media. He's back on Fox News for the first time in over a decade. He's throwing out the 28th Amendment, saying that he has a plan to save America and to stop gun violence and so on and so forth. He's the only other guy I can think about. But then, of course, that leaves Kamala Harris. Well, that's why I've said they might swap out Kamala Harris for Michelle Obama. Now you have Gavin Newsom and Michelle Obama 2024. That within itself is a pretty powerful ticket. Think of all the people that are connected to the Obama family, right? You've got everyone, all the big players there. And with Gavin Newsom, his auntie was Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. So that that's a very powerful duel already within itself. Gavin Newsom, after 2026, will be termed out as 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 uh, governor of California. He cannot run again for governor in 2026 unless he changes the Constitution, which I wouldn't put it past him, you know, Um, or he changes the rules rather. But there are already people, including the lieutenant governor of California, that have announced that they will be running in 2026. So I don't think that the lieutenant governor, the second in command to Gavin Newsom, would have announced that they're running in 2026 this early. If there wasn't already a plan in motion to get her to succeed him or potentially someone else that's been chosen by Gavin Newsom and friends. So I hope that answers your question, Nicole. You said, Anthony, you told us, aha, you know, like, wait a minute, Anthony, you said this would never happen. And again, that's just my prediction. That is my assessment. That is my my views as of now. I believe that they will continue to come after Hunter Biden. They will either impeach him or which I, there's no way that the Senate impeaches Joe Biden. Um, it would just be a really bad look uh, for for Democrats if they if they impeached one of their own. But I do believe at some point between now and the fall, uh, and again, this is because other people have speculated to the same, that President Joe Biden will step down due to, to all these allegations and all these problems. And again, I believe he's part of it. And so now you're going to have Gavin Newsom up against – and Michelle Obama up against, I guess, Ron DeSantis because if President Trump is behind bars, not that he can't. But if they get him for the January 6th stuff, they can enact the 14th Amendment in which anyone that has been tried and convicted of – what is it? Sedition, I believe, or conspiracy to the sedition, something along those lines, that person cannot run for president or for – office for higher office so again there's a lot of gray area with that there's a lot of nuances it's there's a lot of layers to that you know what i mean um yeah don't forget to hit that like button um but we we will see what happens now going back to the article it says by february 2016 shokin would seize property belonging to slavetsky who was living in dubai In March 2016, Joe Biden was threatening to withhold $1 billion in USA to Ukraine, claiming Shokin wasn't investigating corruption. In March 2016, Shokin was fired. Biden then bragged to the Council on Foreign Relations, quote, I looked at them and said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a B, he got fired. And the media laughed about this. This guy is literally on camera saying, because there's video everywhere, saying, Yes, I threatened to withhold money unless they did what I said. Well, son of a bee, they did exactly what I said. And then the media laughed. They're like, Ah, oh, that's so funny. What a great story. Tell us some more. What's your favorite ice cream? Archer will reportedly testify about two dinners in Washington, D.C., that Hunter organized for Joe Biden, in which he would meet Hunter's business partners from Ukraine. Russia, and Kazakhstan. Hunter Biden's former business partner, Tony Bobulensky, has stated that Hunter Biden would routinely get his father on the phone during business calls with associates, saying, quote, I am also aware of other Biden family business associates confirming that Joe would take phone calls from Hunter in the middle of business meetings and would weigh in via speakerphone. Sitting with Hunter at Chateau Marmont." Before I first met Joe Biden on May 2nd, 2017, Hunter was adamant that his father takes his calls at any time, no matter what his lawyers say or with gatekeepers like Kate Bedingfield playing interference, essentially telling him like, dude, you got to stop doing that. You're going to implicate your father, a sitting vice president, by the way. But of course, Hunter Biden, like his father, probably having grilled in their head, nobody F's with a Biden. So they just do whatever they want. The American people don't fully appreciate yet the key role Joe Biden played in the Biden family global influence peddling. I would equate it to a chairman's role in a traditional business structure. So there you have it. And apparently this uh, uh, hearing will happen uh, sometime this week. I believe it's going to be Wednesday. Because. uh... I, I thought I read somewhere. This article doesn't state it, but it looks like it's gonna be happening uh this Wednesday. If I'm not mistaken, let me see. Can I what's his name again? Archer. Devin Archer. Okay. Let's see if I can Devin Archer to testify. I'm Okay, maybe I got it wrong. Testify. Oh, yeah. There we go. Now I saw it. I know I saw it somewhere. I'm like, bro, I I know I saw that he's going to be testifying. So this is Colin Rugg, just in Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer, set to testify this week. That's going to be spicy. That Joe Biden was deeply involved with Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings, attending meetings both over the phone and in person. Despite all the growing evidence, Biden is still lying to the American people and claiming that he never spoke to his son about these business dealings. Archer will confirm a meeting Hunter Biden set up with senior Burisma executive. I read all this already. If this were Trump, the impeachment process would have begun a long time ago. And with this is when then presidential candidate Joe Biden uh was asked by Peter Ducey of Fox News if he had ever been involved with his son's business dealings, and this is the response going back a couple of years now. I believe this was early 2020, might have been 2019. Nah, I'm pretty sure this was 2020. Well, listen to this. Oh, why is it that I can't hear it? Let me see.
1: Yeah,
0: I should be able to hear. it. Let me see. I've never spoken. There we, we go.
1: And so, how, do you, let's, know, let's how do you know? Here's what I know. I know Trump. I have never spoken my son about the And so, how do you that's, know? That's not, do you here's know? what I know: I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is.
0: I I love the deflection. So he was asked by Peter Ducey, "Have you ever been involved with your, your son's business dealings?" Which now it looks like we're going to find that's the truth. The truth is yes. So we had to wait three years for the truth to finally come out. Because again, like I've always said, man can scheme. They can try to obfuscate they can try to uh deflect they can try to hide they can try to conceal at the end the truth will always come out always 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 um and and even at the highest levels of government apparently um But I like how he says, you know what? I do know that Donald Trump needs to be investigated. And I cannot believe that the media allowed this. I cannot believe that when he was asked serious questions like this, were you ever involved? How did your family get so much money? Were you ever on phone calls? Was there ever any other foreign influence? The answer was, you know what I do know? I I was never involved. But you know what I do know? That Donald Trump is a bad man, orange man, bad and literally that was the message going to 2020 election and they won off of it that's what baffles my mind so let's finish watching this to be investigated he is violating
1: every basic norm of a president you should be asking him the question why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader if that's what happened that appears what happened you should be looking at trump trump's doing this because he knows i'll beat him like a drum
0: You should be going to Trump. Why aren't you all at Trump's house right now? Go ask him these questions. You should all be investigating him. And the reason you're not asking him is because he's afraid. And I'll beat him like a drum.
1: And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question.
0: And he got away with that, man. That's how he was able to deflect. And now here we are three years later. And look, who knows what's going to come of this? Who knows, right? This, this is just my guess. You know, um, oh, Pope Francis is trending. Why is Pope Francis trending? What did he do now? Pope Francis appeared at the window of his office in the Apostolic Palace with a young man and his grandmother to pray the Angelus on Sunday at noon. That's what he's going by. Right? Okay. Um, and again, that's what that's what did it for the media. That was perfectly fine for them. It, dude, it really is. Nicole, like, man, so aggravating, you know. And we're like, that's exactly what he did. That's right, man. You know, it's it's so insane to really think about this that the media just ate it up and they're like, yeah, you know what? Um, yeah, it, this is this is what happened. But I'm excited to see. Um, excuse me i'm excited to see uh what what's gonna happen what's gonna come of this i i truly believe like not not because i'm excited or anything like that it's just it's just my gut instinct on this i i just truly believe that they're just leading everything up um for for president biden to have to step down due to all these allegations this is not and they, they need to put in someone younger and and, and and someone that could actually compete with whoever the Republican nominee is in 2024, which is looking more and more like it's going to be Donald Trump. And I truly believe it's going to be Gavin Newsom. That's what I truly believe, which I'm kind of interested. What has what what has oh Gavin Newsom been tweeting lately now that it seems like this whistleblower has come forward? Still focusing on just mass shootings. So that's going to be his drive for 2024, man. You know, that, that he, with the 28th Amendment and, and, and the gun violence. As of 15 hours ago, Gavin Newsom is just still working on. Because, look, one of the things that they always get California in is the gun violence, despite some of the strictest gun laws in the nation and then records of crime. So it looks like he's already doing damage control. 15 hours ago, this weekend marked the 400th mass shooting in the U.S. this year. Absolutely insane. Everyone deserves a right to safety. Time for a constitutional amendment to end these tragedies. He's already campaigning. It says here, facts you won't see on Fox News tonight, thanks to President Joe Biden. Sucking up as of 21 21 hours ago. Violent crime rates are generally down. Illegal border crossings have dropped to the lowest level in over two years. Inflation is down. Consumer sentiment is the highest in two years. Before that, he shares a President Joe Biden talking about the 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 economic policies that he's passed to make a strong and robust economic recovery post pandemic saying it's the you got to remember, we've read the headlines here, ladies and gentlemen, we've read the articles here, how it's the best economy since the 1950s under President Joe Biden. So, of course, he's got to suck up. Of course, he's got to say these things, because if he doesn't, you know, you got to kiss the ring, man, you know. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Harlot. So it says here, if you try to tell people that he did all these things, they won't believe you because Orange Man bad. Yeah, absolutely. But time will tell. It's gonna be a very interesting week. I I you know, I read a comment on the QAnon side, not not, you know, I don't know if I should keep calling it that. I I read a, a comment on the on Twitter and it said expect things to accelerate in the next couple of weeks. And boy, oh boy. Have things been accelerating at a rapid pace over the last couple of weeks? Um, And like I said, I'll keep you guys posted. Only time will tell where this will lead. There have been some predictions out there that that Joe Biden has to step down before the fall in order for whoever the runner up is going to be to be able to successfully campaign ahead of time. I'm, I don't know, man. It's looking like avenues. I don't know. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys posted on that. Another news, Elon Musk rebrands to Twitter to X, replaces iconic bird logo. So actually, I want to share this with you guys. If you guys go to Twitter.com here, Twitter.com, it now says X. You saw that X? And then on the top left here, it shows X. It is no longer the bird logo. That's right. Everything is happening so fast. ladies and gentlemen, it looks like Twitter is gone. Now, one person said... Interesting because Donald Trump promised never to return to Twitter, but Twitter is dead. It's now X. Donald Trump promised never to return to Twitter, but Twitter is now dead. It's now called X. I'm just saying. Just saying. All right. <clears throat> it's the CNBC. Elon Musk rebrands Twitter to X replaces iconic bird logo. It says Twitter owner Elon Musk officially changed a company's famous bird logo to an X on Monday as part of a sweeping rebrand he announced on the social media site over the weekend. Musk, who acquired the platform for 44 billion light last year, wrote in a post Sunday that the company would soon quote bid adieu to the Twitter brand and gradually all the birds. As of Monday, the domain x.com directs users to Twitter's homepage, though twitter.com also remains live. Branding in the mobile app has not changed for many users yet. That's true. Uh, I woke up this morning expecting to see my Twitter logo uh, as an X. That still has not happened. It's still the litter, the the old bird Twitter. I says a transition from Twitter X to, uh, to Twitter X reflects Musk's vision to turn the platform into what he has called a, quote, everything app. Twitter CEO Linda Yaccarino wrote in a post Sunday that X will be, quote, centered in audio, video, messaging, payments, banking. She added the platform will also be powered by artificial intelligence. So here's that for you, Linda Yaccarino. It's an exceptionally rare thing in life or in business that you get a second chance to make another big impression. Twitter made one massive impression and changed the way we communicate. Now, X will go further, transforming the global town square. X is the future state of unlimited interactivity centered in audio, video, messaging, payments, and banking, creating a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities. Powered by AI, X will connect us all in ways we're just beginning to imagine. Now, let's hear it. What's up, everyone? Are we liking this? Is this scary? Should we all be anxious and depressed immediately? I'm kidding. What are we thinking about this change? What are we thinking about this? X will be centered in audio, video, messaging, payments, banking, creating a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities powered by AI. X will connect us all in ways we're just beginning to imagine. Are we hopeful? Are we looking forward to it? You know, I feel that as a society, at one point in time, we all look forward to like the future. We look forward to like flying cars. We look forward to like mega structures and cities looking pristine. Kind of like I guess a Star Wars kind of thing, you know, like when they when they're like Anakin and then we're in the city. Sorry if you haven't watched Star Wars, uh, but just kind of futuristic, right? With like, I don't know, maybe even like uh uh, back to the future with like hoverboards and everything's pristine and clean people dress oddly or whatever and i feel like at one point at least growing up uh i don't know how all of you are but i remember growing up i was like man i bet in the future we have flying cars we have great things to connect us um you know you you'll be able to maybe even teleport who knows right and you look forward to it you look forward to it and you you were excited you you want to see where the uh, the Uh, not AI, but just creativity, what the horizons lay for us when it comes to innovation and pushing society forward and pushing civilization forward into, I guess, the next generation, into the next big thing. What's it going to be, right? Something kind of like along the lines of the iPhone that revolutionized, you know, whether for good or for bad, obviously that's debatable, But um, and there's a lot of in between, but it revolutionized the way we communicate like apps no longer really needing a cell phone. You can do everything from the palm of your hand, uh, you know, influencer, social media, all this stuff, again, for good or for bad. I think it just depends on moderation. But, I, you know, I I, I think that people have kind of moved away from those high hopes and are saying the more advanced we become, the more stupid people are and the more people are willing to give up for security, you know? And so I don't know. Time will tell. Um, <laughs> my, my, my sister, Martha says total control, nothing to see here. I feel like that's where we are, you know, like as a society, we're like, Oh, it's just like another way to control like everything, you know, it says the company first began its transition to X in April when the name of Twitter Inc uh, changed x Corps, according to court filings who serves as executive chairman and cto of the company said monday that tweets will now be called x's though when asked about what retweets would be called he wrote that the concept should be rethought he shared a photo of the x logo projected onto the company's headquarters on monday and so this is what it looked like as of today at 12:27 a.m the giant x The Tesla CEO tweeted Sunday that he likes the letter X and his affinity for it it isn't new. According to his other business ventures, SpaceX Musk's rocket manufacturer also features an X as its logo and Musk recently launched a new artificial intelligence startup called XAI Uh, with the lofty goal to, quote, understand the true nature of the universe. Musk also co-founded PayPal, which was previously called X.com, before it rebranded in 2001. Hmm. I had no idea that PayPal... Used to be called X.com. He purchased a domain from PayPal in 2017. Interesting. So X has been kind of in the works for uh, quite some time now, it seems. And um, well, well, we'll see. You know uh, what's going to happen with that. Uh, you know, I I I know that it's kind of like our norm to kind of just jump to conclusions about what this means for us. You know, the plebs the peasants <laughs> the poor really anyone that's not part of the elite let's be honest it's not that i'm trying to criticize anyone of being poor any of that matter please don't find any derogatory meaning but i mean the people that are in control versus the people that are not in control what do what do they have planned for us next you know and so i'm interested personally i'm interested to see what this means i'm interested to see what next level of social media is going to bring us i think elon musk I don't think he's Christian. I don't think he's godly. Uh, I don't think there's anything godly in what he does personally. I, uh, I I think that his love for free speech has scored us a big win over on Twitter. People are getting paid now. You know, there's an incentive to post on social media now as opposed to just hoping you make it one day with the top social media influencers. It's um, it'll be interesting. And I'll be here to report all that for you guys. All right, as we near the end here, map break. This is Mr. Jack Poso. Barbie versus Oppenheimer searches by state. And it looks like in California, we have, um, it says source Google trends. It looks, so this is basically a breakdown of the map of what people are Googling. And I guess going to the movie theaters for California is leaning more toward Oppenheimer, Texas. And most of the Bible Belt are typing in Barbie. What the heck? I really thought—I'll be very honest—California was going to be deep pink. I didn't think Mississippi, Mississippi—that's like that deep South boy. Woo! I mean, damn, you know, um, that's hard pink for Barbie. And then New Mexico, with with its with it being the only state, I believe that ha- more than half of its population is Hispanic or Latino, with that Oppenheimer. So you all know what this means. It means California is less gay than Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, especially Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and even Florida coming in at negative two. Bro, what is going on in that Bible Belt? We got some secret, se- secret people out there living a double life. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Don't come at your boy. Don't come at your boy because California is more based. Don't come at your boy. We are the tip of the spear when it comes to conservatism. I, I don't know. I All I'm saying is, you know, maybe it's time to look at what your husband or your or your young boys that you thought were very country and were very, you know, manly. Maybe, maybe maybe we need to have a talk with these cowboys out there. Make sure they're not going broke back on us. That's all I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. You can't claim to be from the South and be hardcore and hardcore conservatism and Don't tread on me and all this good stuff. And Mississippi is going hard for Barbie. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know. You know, this is Variety. Box office Barbie opens to record-setting 155 million. Oppenheimer shatters expectations with an 80 million debut. So Barbie actually doubled it. It's kind of an interesting Barbenheimer <laughs> is more than just a meme. It's a full fledged box office phenomenon over the weekend. moviegoers turned out in force for Greta Gerwig's uh, neon coded fantasy comedy Barbie, which smacks expectations with 155 million to land the biggest debut of the year. But they also showed up to see Christopher Nolan's R-rated historical drama Oppenheimer, which collected a remarkable 80.5 million in its opening weekend. 100,000 of ticket buyers refused to choose between the two seemingly different otter driven blockbusters with sprawling cast and twin release dates. So they opted to attend the same-day viewings of Barbie and Oppenheimer. Interesting. Turning the box office battle into a double feature for the ages. Um, I'll be very honest. I didn't see either of them. Uh, My brother wanted to go see Oppenheimer. I heard Oppenheimer was great. I'm also hearing that apparently there's like a sex scene um in oppenheimer which is why it's r-rated um so probably wouldn't or i don't plan on taking my kids um for it also i've heard it's one of those movies like oppenheimer that it's it's a cinematic masterpiece but like it's boring like visually it's great i i believe what what is christopher nolan's like other movie like dunkirk i think right didn't he write that one dunkirk yes 2017 film dunkirk all right don't don't shoot me here don't shoot me dunkirk was cinematically appealing i loved it i love the cinematography i didn't like dunkirk it was an okay movie i saw it people still talk about it as christopher nolan's one of the greatest it was okay i actually got seasick because of all like the the waves and stuff like that, it was I was getting seasick. Cinematically speaking, it was fantastic. The 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 editing, the production, the directing, it was great. As a movie, though, it was eh, it was okay. And I feel like this might be the same thing with Oppenheimer. So 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 maybe that's that. Um, Barbie have zero interest. I know that there are like some. Like uh like right wingers are like edgy with like it being Ryan Gosling because Ryan Gosling is shared a lot in the esoteric right, I uh, mean mostly with the youth with the youths in which he plays you know his role in um uh Blaze Runner. I think that's what the movie is called blaze runner or blade runner uh blade runner 2049 i believe and then there's like a bunch of like esoteric memes that have ryan gosling because he's a good looking guy he is he is a good looking guy um uh and uh, uh but just no interest for barbie i'll be very honest i like don't care about it almost at all um but, you know, and, and and I told you guys this earlier, uh, I told you guys this yesterday, there's a huge debate online on whether Christians should be watching Barbie, whether Christians should be going to watch Oppenheimer because there's a sex scene for it. I was genuinely surprised. I don't know if you guys follow Price and Gray over on Twitter, or I guess now called X. Um, he is one of the people that I actually look forward to his tweets because they're very thought provoking. He asks a lot of theological questions. Uh, about the Bible and our understanding of it. I've I've come to learn that there's a lot of Bible verses I take out of context. I think they mean something, but you got to look at the context of what, of how the Bible verse was set up to who Jesus was speaking to who God was speaking. And I do believe context matters. Um, And so he's challenged me in that way. There was a tweet that he retweeted and said, no Christian should be going to see Oppenheimer because it has a sex scene on it. And I personally thought Bryson Gray, because I kind of see him kind of like, a, like this very like Christian Christian, like, I guess, I don't know what the word would be called, but I like a strict Christian, like he's very selective on what he listens to. He watches because he makes it very well known over on his Twitter. He went to go see Oppenheimer and he said that all he did was just not watch the scene that when the scene came up, all he did was cover his eyes and ears. I, that's not a meme. That's not to make fun of the guy or anything. But he said, I I don't necessarily agree with this. There's a, you know, when when it comes on and you can just choose not to watch it. And now, obviously, we can debate all day long, but we're not about whether Christians should be going to movie theaters. I told you guys that when I was growing up as a Pentecostal Christian, uh, we were not allowed to go to the movie theaters uh, growing up. Um, Not to say I didn't, but our church talked heavily about making sure that you didn't participate in things of the world. You're not supposed to be going to the movie theaters. You're not supposed to be going to theme parks. You're not supposed to be going to clubs or bars. There was a lot that was banned. Um, You're not supposed to go to theme parks. I think I said that one, Um, and uh, so on and so forth. You're not allowed to watch Disney movies, really like almost any movies. Anything that doesn't proclaim Christ, you were basically not allowed to do. And um, it was a very legalistic church. And I, th- I think there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of black. you know, It's not as black and white. I wish it was black and white so we can just finally know. Um, but there are a lot of people that want to go see the movie that are Christian. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I gave you guys my perspective. If you want a like, longer rant on it, you can just can head on over to my Telegram. That's where I put the rant. But here's what I will say. And, and this is what I told you guys. So my wife and my daughter went to go see it because they were invited by family members. And they're like, sure, we're going to go. Um, they didn't do the whole like pink thing, like uh, where they they were dressed head to toe in pink. You know what I mean? I think my my wife had like a pink Friends sweatshirt, and I think it was given to her because I've never seen her wear it before. Um, but my daughter just wore regular clothes, and when she came back, and she's like, it was okay. Like it wasn't like a really good movie. They try to make it seem. This is talking about Barbie. They try to make it seem like the the Barbie world that was controlled by women was better than the ones that, than the men. Because it was like an all-male Barbies that also did whatever. Um, and um, But clearly, and this is what she said to me, the males had their world way better under control than that. Apparently, there was a scene, uh, according to social media, where there was like a trans doctor. I asked her about it, and she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I asked my wife, and she's like, I didn't see it. Like, I heard you say that before we went. I don't know what they're talking about. There was like a doctor but the doctor wasn't trans like outly you know or they just weren't trans period so then i'd asked my daughter i'm like well was there anything was there any funny business and she's like not really like obviously you can tell that they're trying to make it seem like the world ran by women are bit be- is better ran than the world for men and there's a conflict between that about who should have more power or whatever it is and throughout the movie they make it seem like the women should have more power and obviously, I've already had these conversations with my daughter about the patriarchy and how women should only be in the kitchen, always, never anywhere else. And she agrees with me. And so I'm kidding. By way, <laughs> Totally kidding. But obviously, we've talked about the patriarchy. We've talked about the household. We've talked about who the leader is. It's God, the man, the wife and then the children. Right. Um, and she understands that. And she agrees with it and um and to you know to each their own or whatever um uh but it says <clears throat> what's up yolanda how are you um so with that being said here's the thing there were some people that pushed back when i posted on telegram that my daughter went to go see barbie and like hey we should be protecting them etc etc and then they quoted the bible verses like you know shame on the person um uh that allows a little one to be stumbled you know or, or something along those lines i apologize my english verses are not as good shame on allows a you know, one two bible verse have no shame and and Okay, Matthew 18, 6. But if anyone ca- if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. So, and and look, you ca- you guys can always be transparent with me. If you want to accuse me of things or if you just want to question my things, I'm okay with that. Um, iron sh- ar- sh- sharpens iron. So there's a lot of people or some people, and I'm going to say a lot of people, said, why did you allow your daughter to go see this, seeing as she's 14, and clearly there were some scenes that you knew beforehand that were not godly that, uh, you know, first of all, why are they at a movie theater? Secondly, why Barbie? That's not a good role model for women, so on and so forth and so on and so forth. Um, but here's what I will say is that um, <clears throat> at least just for me, and I'm not trying to sound philosophical, theological here. I'm going to wrap it up here in a second. Don't worry. Um, it's just, if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned. In allowing my daughter to go watch this movie, it is my belief, I didn't allow her to stumble. She did not stumble. Her views have not changed. It's, to me, allowing my daughter to go see this movie that, and, I, and I've said this, I believe there's a distinction. I believe that there are movies with the sole purpose of propagandizing its audience. And I believe that there are movies that have a subliminal message that sometimes kids don't pick up on. The shame and the stumbling should be by those people that try to weaponize cinema and subvert the youth. I believe the consequences will be to them. Not me as a parent for allowing my 14-year-old daughter who in historic times is already a woman, right? I've taught her enough. Now, I think there's a difference between allowing your three and your four and your five-year-old who has no real concept of much to allow to go see this movie personally. And again, this is my personal take here. I'm not saying it's the right take and I'm not saying it's the wrong take. It's my personal take. I do believe that there is a difference between allowing, knowing beforehand that there will be some scenes that have confusion or whatever, having not talked with your children about it beforehand. My daughter came back to me and told me what was biblically wrong with the movie the, pa- the matriarchy over the patriarchy, the head of the household. And apparently, there was no trancing. I don't know. Maybe she missed it. It might have been one of those moments where, like, she was eating popcorn, whatever. She didn't even catch it, whatever. But I didn't cause her to stumble because she already knows the truth. She's already baptized, even. So to me, I don't see it as I'm causing her to stumble or I'm not guarding her enough because. In life, she's already seen worse things than that movie. We visibly see people that live out their sexual morality in person. She sees that and she still knows it is sexually immoral because we've already taught her. To me, there's no difference in taking her out into the world to see what the world really is like. And I understand that as parents, we want to, we want to, um, shield our kids from as much as possible i know some parents will go through the great lengths and again to each their own to pull their children out of the school if the school is teaching things they shouldn't be teaching or if the school allows trans into different locker rooms or different bathrooms or whatever the case might be and i get it but i've told you guys here before that my son goes to a high school where at the beginning of his 10th grade year last year almost two years ago he told me that there was two trans girls that were changing out in the male lockers. And then after a couple of weeks, those trans males ended up leaving because they felt uncomfortable as biological woman changing out in front of a group of men. And I told my son, and I've shared this story before, here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to bully them. We're not going to look down on them and we're not going to make fun of them with our friends and buddies. you know, that God created two sexes, male and female. You know what the traditional family looks like. You know already that this is sexual immorality. Pray for them, and I will pray for them, that they find the answers. Maybe they've been traumatized. Maybe they come from a very broken home, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We pray for them, just we would as we would for an alcoholic, or we would pray for divorced parents. We would pray for anybody else. And in a couple of weeks, the problem solved itself. But to me, it's more important because my son is older. To me, it's more important for my children to see this happening in real life so that they can already be ready when they are older and adults where this is going to happen all the time. For it's going to happen all the time so that they can remember. I remember what my dad taught me when I was 16 years old, when I was 15 years old, when I was 14 years old. It's not about making fun of them. It's not about even hating them. It's about loving them unconditionally and praying for their sin the same way I would pray for someone addicted to porn, addicted to to alcohol, whatever the case might be. So I hope I've explained that, but I would just argue again that I believe that there are movies that are meant to suffer. Like I, I would never, ever, ever allow any of my children, I would never willingly take them and i would never allow them to go with friends or any or by themselves or whatever the case might be to watch a movie where the protagonists are like you know it it's lesbians or 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 a gay couple the whole movie is about a gay couple that overcame adversity blah 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 i would never allow them to see that because you are willingly allowing them to see a story about something that goes against my religion now again There will be movies that maybe that's not what they are overtly trying to do, but they're trying to do it subliminally. Or maybe there's one scene that doesn't speak for the rest of the movie. Again, that's up to you, your own discernment. Take it up with the big guy upstairs. Pray about it. And if you really feel convicted not to, then that's fine. Um, and, And I said this yesterday, not because people were condemning me for it, but I said this yesterday and I'll say it again it's okay for Christians not to agree with other Christians and their discernment, or I would never do that. Or my pastor said that this is what we shouldn't do. So why wouldn't you do it? Et cetera, et cetera. That's fine. The problem that a lot of Christians have, and this is where I think the problem lies is that let's also not condemn other Christians for doing it. If, if we lack discernment, if I'm not as discerned as you are, then pray that one day I come to that level of discernment, but let's just not look down on others and be like, Hmm, I would never do that. Hmm. I would never wear that. Hmm. I would never allow my children to go to public school. That's fine. And and I pray for you and your, and your ministry and your discernment, et cetera. All we can do is pray for each other and help each other out and figuring things out, you know why we wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? So, so anyways, rant over. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I think I'm going to wrap it up here. It is 1038. Holy smokes. Uh, big week ahead of us. Please make sure more than anything you are liking, you like subscribing, and you are sharing this podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me this Monday. I pray that you guys have a good rest of your Monday. And also, I pray that you guys will join me back tomorrow, Tuesday, God willing. All right, guys, I will see you then. God bless. Have a good rest of your.